Hello, my friends. Today, we have my girl, Kristen Brust. She is a fierce friend, mother, and wife, and I am so thankful that I have her in my corner. She's everybody's biggest cheerleader, including her husband, Preston, from the band Low Cash. So let's get to my girl, Kristen Brust. Guys, I cannot wait for you to have your new best friend in oh, your ears today because I love if you. you don't already know Kristen Brust, she is about to be one of your favorite people. Uh, you're one of my favorite people. I literally told your people, we only need one mic because I'm going to sit on your lap. <laughs> is that awkward? <laughs> no, it's okay. not. It's not. We're I just see gonna... they put a table between us. I see what they're <laughs> see what, up to. See what That's fine. Do. You are a saint for being here. You are six weeks postpartum. I am. I I don't know that I would have left the house yet. Well, I'm not sure I should be recorded. I've been a little (laughs) spicy. I like spicy. Kale, I know you do. I like spicy. Spicy is welcome. Spicy Kristen Brust. I don't always like spicy. It depends on the person. Now I can tell you who doesn't like spicy Kristen Brust. (laughs) Preston Preston Brust. Brust. So if y'all don't know, her husband is in a band called Low Cash. Yes. Formerly known as Low Cash Cowboys. They got when off I the met horse. Them, mm-hmm. they, they got off the horse. Maybe they should get back on it. Cowboys are all the rage these days. I guess so. <laughs> Just ask Broadway. Really. I, I still remember. I don't know if I've ever told you this. When he told me about you. Because we were friends. did tell me this. We were friends before y'all got together. And I remember we were at the raw. No, no, no. We were at Franklin Theater. They were both doing some benefit. For Jeffrey Steele. Yes. Okay. And he was like, I found the one. I found her. And I he showed me pictures of you. And I was like, good Lord Preston, marry her. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> marry her tomorrow. And he was like, just over the moon obsessed was, with you. He was the he 40-year-old is. bachelor. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. he did take your advice. I mean, it was pretty quick, <laughs> Gail. <laughs> then he was the one telling us. He was like, guys, you got to have kids. You got to have kids. I was like, bro, slow your roll. We're in our 20s, dude. Like at the time, not anymore. But I know. But when you <laughs> see two really good people and you know there's the potential for those people to make more of those people, <laughs> we're like, quickly, the world needs more Dickerson. Let's multiply. Yes. Let's multiply. That's Now that's how I feel. But I'm like, we need, we just need, a, we need a minute. Yeah, we didn't be... date. Don't take his advice. Yeah, I'm like, listen, bro. No. We reverse dated, and that's what got us this certain baby. <laughs> Tell we, us about that. I felt like I got hot, and we went to Paris, <laughs> and we were we'll dating and traveling, Paris. and then we had another baby. I'm a. I'll I'll never forget being at the beach, and you texting me that you were pregnant, and you were like, no one really knows. You were like twenty something weeks. Yeah, I like still the privacy. hiding it. Yeah. I just love, I think our world is so hungry to know everybody's everything. Mm. And I just sometimes, I mean, it's the reason we didn't find out the gender too. I mean, it's one of like the last fun surprises as an adult. Yeah. Like I remember a friend telling me that, you know, surprise, you need a new roof. and <laughs> Like surprise, your car broke down. Um, but one of the reasons we didn't find out the gender is because it felt to me like a layer. Like if we didn't know, then nobody needs to know. And oh, it that's just, nice. Yeah. It's really just... I know you're past that point, but <laughs> yes. maybe for the third, Kale. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that you don't like knowing. I feel like you're a very A-type. Yes. Yeah. It's really just so neat to like almost blind date someone for mm-hmm. 39 weeks and then get to meet them. Like finally sit down at a table with them essentially and like get to see who they are and what they look like and what their personality is. It's amazing. So was everyone a surprise? Uh, Love was not a surprise. Love's our oldest. She's seven. Um, I was working for a record label and Preston was busy touring. (laughs) And so I needed to know anything I could know. Yeah. I mean, I had just met him essentially. So um, she was not a surprise. But legend, our middle was a rainbow baby, which I know we're all too familiar with. And so he was I just wanted him healthy and didn't care. Yeah. And so what's interesting about the third, actually, is that while I was pregnant with Legend, I had a vision given to me of this third baby. I know that sounds crazy to some no, people. No, not here. We talk about... Did I tell you this already? Yes, and okay. I love it, and I want everyone to hear it. Okay, because... I was like, we don't even have to share. No, but... no. Everyone needs to know it. So it's so I, good. I have this vision of a third of this baby while I'm pregnant with Legend, and I thought, oh, this must be... So I knew it was a girl. She had super dark hair and a lot of it, like these kind of bigger eyes, and I knew her name was Lion. 
And so fast forward to August 10th, National Lion Day. I go into labor, the most Leo of Leo days. And I'm like, well, this is it. I mean, surely here comes lion. Like God is just leaving these little blueprint, like breadcrumbs all over the place. So legend comes out and he is a he and he is angry and he has peach fuzz hair. It's blonde, barely anything. And I was so in love first but also a little confused. Like, why would I have a vision of a baby that I'm not going to meet? That's a weird feeling. Yeah. I mean, and all of that happened a little once everything started to calm down. I was like, interesting, this isn't the baby. So Preston's a middle kid and was like, we're done. One boy, one girl, and we are done. And so we thought we were done. And then about three years ago, he said, are we done? And I thought, what are you doing to me, dude? I'm almost 40. Like, <laughs> <laughs> biologically, I think maybe it's a wrap. But, no. Um, and so we tried for two years and nothing. And then here she came. And we didn't know she was a boy or girl. And on June 9th, she was born. And you can just hear me weeping in the birth video. I just keep saying over and over, I knew it was you. I knew it was you. And I kept trying to get sneaks at the ultrasound. Like, does, does the baby have a lot of hair? Because I thought, man, we're so, you know, yeah. maybe this is the baby. Maybe this is it. And no one would tell me anything, which is strange looking back because you can see the hair pretty clearly. I remember them telling me love was hairy. Yeah. So but they anyway, had nothing for you. They just never told me anything. And it wasn't until I was ready to push where I just I finally go, can somebody tell me if, if this baby has hair? And they were like, a lot of it. It's like an inch long and it's oh. a lot of it. And I was like, OK, it's game time. She Here came she out. She was a girl. And I just knew I've already met her before. It's weird. That is I, was, I would say unbelievable, but it's believable. It's believable. To me, you it's know. It's also like sometimes I think you need a glimpse into the planner of your life to keep the hope sustained in the hardest times. And Ooh. so. Go ahead on that. That hope floats feeling. Yeah. You know, it's biblical, right? Yeah. That a hope deferred makes a heart sick. Yeah. So I think that vision of her was my hope and like gravity for a lot of times where I was unsure where things were going or what was happening with our family. So deep down, did you know? You were going to have a third? I've always wanted a third. Oh, I've so always, Preston kind of coming around four. was like... Yeah, but okay. I had tabled it. I mean, everybody's putting on their shoes and packing their own water bottles by the time <laughs> he's come around to it. So yeah. I thought, well, now I need to decide, do I go back to the beginning? Yeah. I mean, of course, I want to, but yeah. when you've got... I mean, I roll with those homies. They are my favorite people. I, You're like one of my favorite follows on the internet, guys. If you're looking for some, like, wholesome, <laughs> just, like... <laughs> But not have it all together. But in, oh, no. but you but you do though. Like I'm always so impressed. Like your kids are doing all these like talent shows and all this cute stuff that I'm like they're making so many great memories. Is they what really I always are. think when in I watch your stories. Yeah, which I love. Like there's a lot of people that make those memories. I think when or think that they have to make them. Are the internet slippery and Instagram yeah. is hard and you see the perfectly curated beach photos. And listen, I love those too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love those little blonde babies on a beach. Yeah. But I just don't want us to miss the opportunities to make memories every day, mm -hmm. you know, on car rides. So like this is going to make people lose respect for me, but <laughs> Sirius XM <laughs> and um, the fly station, okay. my kids refer to as college mama. Okay. Um, and so we make a lot of memories in the car, just bumping out to Jay-Z. And we know what language is inappropriate. We try to <laughs> defer when possible. But, I mean, there's some stuff that's just unacceptable. But I just feel like there's just so many missed opportunities to just, like, live in the best days of your life. Mm -hmm. Like, we're in the best days. Uh, yes. And, and you're making your little best friends. They're legit my cast. Yeah. I mean— <laughs> I have, I'm just stewarding these the lead, gifts. obviously. Legend is Will Ferrell. For anybody who is new to me, <laughs> follow the Instagram <laughs> stories so for Will good. Ferrell moments. I just feel like parents miss, I, it's either projecting who you are or should have been onto these little people. Like mm -hmm. really, they're just their own. And we're just here to steward the walk. So enjoy stewarding and like finding out who these people are for you. And how do you, how, if someone is like, wow, I don't even, I don't think I've ever even asked myself that. Like, what would you tell them? Like, go on dates or like with date your kids. Yeah. Observe them mm -hmm. more than you instruct them. Yes. Like just the way they respond to things. I mean, legend is in, I'm going to be honest with you. This is not a romantic 
phase we're in. He's a liar. He's nope. a straight up creative liar right now. <laughs> I mean, this dude, I'm like, he needs a law team quick. <laughs> and he's four. He's about to be five. And I, even today, I mean, there's spilled applesauce. He has no idea who did it. Hmm. And so finally he goes, fine. And I'm like, yeah, dude, because it's, it's not, it's just funny, like who they are. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like we don't observe enough. That's so good. And we don't let them explore enough, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. When but, I watch Remy get, like, he climbs the hill in our backyard, and I yes. love— It's not a great place to live for small children because it's, like, a small mountain, kind of. It's, like, there's nothing flat. So we just now, like, someone came and, like, plowed a flat space, but it's just mud. <laughs> so, But that's perfect for boys. He loves it, but it is a choice as a mother to be like, yep. Or going in the mud. That's right. You know? Well, and I say perfect but I'm like, for he boys. He needs but it. He needs it. They just do. And he just, and he walks through the woods with his stick and he goes and visits the chickens. And imagine we, what his world feels like, though. Yeah. I mean, that hill probably feels fin. like a mountain to yes. him. Feels like a mountain to me. It's I know. not. It's a hill. It's a hill <laughs> well, right now, probably. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> but it is crazy. It's like, if they get to just go be, mm-hmm. you know, like we don't have, we just have a little postage stamp property in a neighborhood and we've carved out this little tunnel in the trees behind us and they take flashlights at night and they get too scared and they think they see snakes and you know like the stories that they I can see them they're like from me to you away but when they come back they have these big tall tales and I'm like just being able to be kids especially in our world right now where we want everyone to grow up so fast I just try to keep them in a bubble a little bit of a bubble yeah I support the bubble. We <laughs> I know, because you're in it with yeah, me. Yeah, we live in a little... I, I'm laughing because we're actually... I thought about how we're actually playing hooky right now, because... I ran to I've, you. I've, ta- <laughs> I've talked about on here the importance of therapy and how great it is. Great. And we how we have a girls' crew of artist wives yes. who work or have worked in the industry. And it is like our... <laughs> like, we have like it's a, a treehouse. Yeah. Yes. It really is. Of like people get me. who are like, oh, you get it. And I I only share that. Obviously, we will protect the identities of others in the group because I think everyone in every industry, no matter what it is, you need what this is. Like, even if there's not a therapist present, like there's times our our therapist doesn't come and it's just us girls. Yes. And we just sit and we're able to be totally honest. Like whether you're married to a nurse or a doctor or a banker or you have you're the hustler out there and you need a group of girls who also hustle and have kids or a group who don't want kids like you just need people who you don't have to explain yourself to a village yes those little pockets of people and our treehouse group is everything to me you're everything you're everything you said something the other day that was actually genius and i've since and i give you credit every time i say this to someone but you said in our group that you felt like you wanted Russell to make a list of the ways he thinks mm-hmm. he loves you well, and you were going to make a list of the ways you feel like you love him well and see if it was really what each other needed. Mm-hmm. And I have repeated that to probably four other country wives um, because I think it matters. It's so obvious. It feels like it, but it's just but when, it's when you've been in it long enough, you think you're like, well, of course he knows that. Like, it means so much to me when he makes me coffee first thing. Like, there are things that he does that I – and we get to notice these things. I will say, like, as hard as it is that our husbands leave, Mm -hmm. we also get – my friend Daniela was like, a lot of my friends don't get the opportunity to miss their husbands. Right. And I was like, I needed that perspective. Thank you. Well, in 2020, I learned what it was like to not miss my husband. And I went, woo. You're like, go have a show, honey. Have a great time. Yeah. I mean, by June of 2020, I literally said, do you need to dance on the kitchen counter? Do you need to sing to me? Do I need to stand below you with a crop top and a poster board? (laughs) It's really something. But it's true. I think we don't. It seems like a party when they're out there. Yeah. That's the difficult part of this business. Mm -hmm. You know, I know there's a lot of women that do a lot of time away from their husbands, but ours specifically feels like a little bit of an emotional gauntlet sometimes. Yeah. Because it is the most trust you could possibly try to have in a person. Mm -hmm. You're just sending them out into it all the time. Yeah. You know, little little booty shorts or bras mm. thrown on stage. <laughs> like there's, I mean, you know, there's really beautiful, wonderful parts of all of it. And then there's like 
we almost there's have also to be, beautiful parts of it <laughs> we, yeah, right front really row. beautiful people front row <laughs> yeah um we have to be like delusionally confident delusional <laughs> like I, I thought of that this morning I was thinking about honestly the two of us and I was like you know what I feel like we both are delusional. delusionally confident <laughs> I really like that you about know? us me too yeah well and to be honest like any guy will actually say if the, if they choose to articulate it that confidence is one of the most attractive things about a girl like, I think it's the hottest yeah I do too and I mean you know as as a confident <laughs> As a confident, but sometimes and plenty of times not. Like I feel like you're my soul sister on the on the carpets. We always find each other. And oh, I need you. You're like, like you're like sister. I've got tape everywhere. <laughs> that ACM where they literally like I had so much tape. For, you had just had a baby. I can't. I'm always just you too. Yeah, We're always well, just yeah. having a baby, and then they throw you on a carpet. It's like that's fair. Or the you know even listen hashtag blessed. I'm not. Yeah, but right. even the People magazine photos. That used to be needed within 24 hours of giving birth. It's yes. like, that's not, come on now. Yes. In what world? This is the Oregon Trail. Like, we're we not... are back to primitive <laughs> moments, and now I'm supposed to be like a glamour shot? That doesn't feel fair. I will never forget. I will never forget. Because it was 2020 when obviously I had Remy. And so I had to do that, but I had to do it without glam. So I was in the bathroom by myself trying to curl my hair. In diapers, in like girdles, <laughs> holding it, trying to hold everything in. And I was like, why am I doing this? I know. I think I want it. Like, I was so happy. I was like, I just want to be in PJs and no makeup on the couch snuggling my little baby. You I know? think now we do have the freedom to do that. Yeah, we're not we're not doing it this we time. We haven't. I didn't. Yeah. I, they, they were like, do you want to do it? And I was like, honestly, no, because I want to share my baby how I want to share my baby. And yeah. I don't want to. But I will say I'm nervous for myself that I won't take pictures for months. <laughs> like I'm nervous that because I look back and I'm like, oh, wow, he was like two days old in these pictures, which is insane to think about because he is enormous. Well, he was he was a baby I, for about <laughs> 10 minutes. Not so even, I not don't. Even. Yeah. They put him on the scale twice. They thought it was broken. They're How like, much was he? Ten four. Okay. And my C section? No. Kaylee Dickerson. The Lord Moment and of an silence. epidural. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes. The nurse, like I had a DM from one of the nurses sort of recently, and she was like, I still talk about how that is you are the smallest person I've seen birth a baby that big. And but he was also really long. So praise hands for that. Because well, yeah, if you're he's gonna Russell. Have, well, yeah, but if you're gonna have some poundage, you want it to be length and not width. You sure, know? I had a beach ball. Yeah, yeah. Sweet leggy. <laughs> leggy. Yeah, he was 22 and a half inches long. Okay, wow. Yeah. Like that's almost, that's an inch and a half from two feet. Is this long. one measuring is... They haven't told me. Okay. <laughs> delusion. <laughs> delusion. Welcome to this episode with Kaylee Dickerson. <laughs> Titled I'll Delusion. T- I will tell you the key to happiness, delusion. Delusion. <laughs> and coffee. And coffee. <laughs> Caffeinated delusion. Yes. Maybe that's the new title for you. You know, season. delusional confidence. I, I can. Mean, that's, that's where we have to live. It's our world. It's so noisy. Mm-hmm. And it's tricky, too. Like, I even felt it. The scarcity mentality I get when he is home because the days are so few and like his parents are here visiting right now and they're wonderful, but it feels like everyone's always trying to take him mm-hmm. in the most wonderful way, right? Like if there, if no one wants him, <laughs> I don't have a house, so I'm not, I'm not ignorant to the fact that him needing to be needed matters to our lifestyle, but it is hard to keep the bubble. Mm-hmm. We um, went to a couples intensive in December. It was a hard marriage year last year for us. Very difficult. So, and I know you know, because mm. you were one of my phone of friends. Well, um, I'm happy you're willing to share. Yes. Well, I won't share too much. <laughs> um, but that's why Lion's middle name, our, our newest baby is Lion Lockhart. And her middle name is Lockhart because we went to Paris and we did the lock bridge and re-promised. And so she's the best thing that came out of the toughest mm. year. So we do the couples intensive and we talk about our pattern. We get into a communication pattern, the two of us. This is Every great. couple has one. And and so she slowed down the cycle and the communication pattern so that we could identify what it was. So for mine, I am, well, Beth, yeah. our guest would say that I am witty. And yes. she would say that the other side of that is snippy. Mm. And it's a little sassy sometimes. And so it's not charming. It's not like something I'm proud of. So the the wittiness gets sassy. 
And when we get into an argument, I get faster and sharper and I am pummeling him essentially. And he's a wordsmith too, but in a slower way. Yeah, right. And so part of the pattern is us slowing that down. And she took us all the way back to like one of our favorite moments together was the night that we met. And we ended up in this little room, this writing room on Music Row. And nothing scandalous happened. I refused to kiss him for the first three dates because I was (laughs) assuming most girls probably did want to kiss Preston in their first date. Um, But this little music room, this bubble that we had, the piano room, as we call it, He sang me shipwrecked, and I ended up sitting next to him, and we just talked and laughed, and I felt like it was the only time. It was the middle of the night, and it was so calm and quiet, and I felt like the world was asleep, and we got to just be with each other. And I miss and crave. It makes me emotional sometimes, just that, like, quiet, private, Mm. world-sleeping feeling in our marriage. And with three kids, no one's ever sleeping, Mm -hmm. you know? And then the noise of the industry and the noise of, you know, parents wanting to come visit a new baby and just all the things. But it's beautiful noise, all of it. But I just don't get to be, you know, that's the part that makes me emotional. I just don't get to be the only girl in the room. Mm -hmm. And that is just emotional. Yeah. (laughs) Well, here we are crying at like 930 in the morning. Yes, I love it. But I think that's the yeah. side people don't get to see of our industry mm-hmm. is how much we do share. Yes. And there's incredible fans. Mm-hmm. Like I've had so many people write to me like, we got to see your husband tonight. I sang at the top of my lungs. Like, thank you for sharing him yeah. with us. And it's like, thank you for paying our bills. Yeah, <laughs> like, thank, thank you, you for, for loving us. Yeah. And like, and making the music matter so much. Yeah. You know, like we live in a house that music built. Yeah. There's people moving here every day that wish for that. Hi, my friends. I just want to take a quick break to share about one of our truly special partners, Crew. Jesus has changed countless lives, mine included. But what if you couldn't access a Bible or worse, you weren't even allowed to have one? Sadly, this is a reality for so many people around the world. And that is where our incredible partner, Crew, comes in. They have missionaries in nearly every corner of our planet, sharing a message of hope and guiding people to discover Jesus. But there's one critical thing they're missing. Bibles in native languages of those they reach. So for only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to 15 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive one of my very own Coffee with Kaylee mugs as a thank you. Think about it. This small gift can change someone's life in ways we can't even fathom. The impact of the Bible goes beyond words. It is a source of light, guidance, and hope. And I just want everyone to be able to have one. So simply text Kaylee to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text Kaylee to 71326. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y to 71326 to help now or visit give.crew.org slash Kaylee. Message and data rates may apply. Available to U.S. addresses only. taking a short break because fall is all about back to school and back to our routine checklist. And the most important task on that list should be securing your family's financial future, starting with life insurance. It is one of those things that just gives you a pit in your stomach until you know it is totally taken care of. I know it was for me. Fabric by Gerber Life makes it quick, easy, and affordable to protect your family so you can get back to enjoying your life. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. With flexible policies that fit your budget, you could get a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. And getting started is a breeze. Get your personalized quote in minutes and apply online at your convenience. You could go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required. There is no greater peace than knowing your family is taken care of. The day we got to check this off of our list, it was such a relief knowing our kids are going to be taken care of no matter what happens in our lives. We all know tomorrow is not promised, so we wanted to be prepared for it. Not sure if life insurance is right for you? Take Fabric's 60-second quiz to find out. And here's the best part. It is risk-free to apply. Fabric has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Plus, they've partnered with Gerber Life, a trusted name for over 50 years. But Fabric is more than life insurance. Their digital platform helps you with wills, college savings, and family finances, all from your phone. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. 
Apply today in just minutes at meatfabric.com slash coffee with Kaylee. That's meatfabric.com slash coffee with Kaylee. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash coffee with Kaylee. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company. Not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Yeah, I think there is a reality of sharing our husbands. And it is so sweet when you do get the message that's like, thank you for sharing him tonight. He made our night or, yes, you know, like y'all don't even, I don't even know if you guys know how much it means when y'all go to shows. Like that is how you support our families. And it means the world that you do that. But with that comes, you know, but there's also the other side that I, I did the math one time, like with the band boys, we were talking about becoming parents. And like, I was like, if you do the math on the hours, you're gone. Granted, this is more our camp and less your oh, camp. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> your boys tour, like, mad. Like 200 nights a year. Yeah, that is. Minimum. We did 130 last year, and I wanted to die. So, I granted, he was making a record at the same time in so many Well, layers. there's so many unseen days, too. Yes. It's not just the tour dates. Right, yeah. right. But and like the 200. travel dates to get. I know. But I was like, all right, say it's Wednesday to Sunday. Wednesday night to Sunday morning, which is how it should be. Yes. Like those hours. Say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> if you add them all together, is less than the hours away, nine to five, like with a commute, weekdays. Okay. When I did the math. Oh, that's refreshing. Yes, yes. And if you think about it, most of those dads only get Saturday and maybe Sunday. And sometimes at night, but barely. Right. Yeah. Barely. Can you, Yeah, because think about getting home. You end at five, you get home around like six. What are you getting? Like an hour of maybe bath time and like bedtime? Yeah. I just had this conversation with one of my girlfriends who works full time and she gets home. She has an hour commute. She gets home at like 530. They yeah. go to bed at, they have baths at 630, bed by seven. Yeah. I know. That would be harder, I think, for me. Yeah. And I do for, other than this year, we do try to get out to him. Mm-hmm. We don't have our own bus. So, yeah. um that's a little tricky, but sometimes Caitlin and I, the other wife, will do a family bus. Yeah. And we take all the kids out. And it ends up being <laughs> just her and I looking at each other during the day with all the kids. And we're like, so why did we do this again? Because they're off like doing interviews or whatever. But it, it does feel good just to have your people around. I think that's yeah. centering for them too. Yeah. There's a certain level of loneliness that happens out there that mm-hmm. is unspoken too. Mm-hmm. And especially when. Let me toot our horns for a minute here, Gales. Do it. When we're creating homes and babies like we are and just this, like, we create these habitats that I would miss. I'm homesick for even when we go out on the bus for, like, three days. So I can't imagine being away from my people, this, like, SNL cast I'm raising. And (laughs) anyways, I just, I really do feel like the homesick that they, they don't get to eat the foods they love. They can't find bathroom sometimes like it's not that hot out yeah. there like it's not a super hot lifestyle most of the time yeah so we just got to steward well what we have yeah be appreciative for when we get them what are some tools that you that have been like life-changing for you so I need to slow down mm. I mean that's just the story of my life yeah she'll tell me when I start to rapid fire um Anna will say to me okay slow go slow Mm-hmm. because I quickly get myself to the end result or I just speed date myself through every emotion and then I've just got myself sad and I'm not even, I'm not even hearing what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's this element of like we are fighting for each other. We always have. I was married before mm-hmm. um, and I was divorced, obviously, and we were together for nine years and I felt like the one thing we missed was the fighting for each other. I felt like I was always fighting for us. And then the minute I stopped fighting, it fell apart. Mm. Of course, his view might be different. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it is, actually. <laughs> yeah. That's how divorce goes, typically. Yeah. yeah. But I always see in Preston that we are always fighting for each other. Even when it may not look like I want it to look that we're fighting for each other, there's always one of us, like, in war paint. And I like that. So... I've had to start to realize the way he's fighting for me, the things he's saying or how he's doing, what matters to him, providing matters to him. Mm-hmm. So for a while there, I think he just felt like, well, if I'm providing, then that's just where he could just hang up his hat and be all done. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, 
naps on the couch make me resent you. Little, you know? So (laughs) we've had to like really dig deep. I have to go slow. That's my ownership. I feel like I've done a really, I'm doing a better job of that and trying to lean into him more than I lean into others. Okay, that's good. So it's easy to get, and I know a lot of women identify with this, but it's easy to kind of like lean into people that share the common space or like the common thoughts. And it's feels a little bit like comfortable to just mm-hmm. complain and not tell the person. But if he doesn't have a chance to really dig in and know how I'm feeling. So three things I try to do is tell him what I need, what I want and what I feel. Mm-hmm. very clearly because imagine if you're just trying to read someone's mind and out yeah. of the garden they're just different than us mm-hmm. it's just adam and eve differences <laughs> yeah and so i don't what i love about him is what i love about him and the things that are hard for me is because of the things i love about him that perspective matters so much i think it's it mm-hmm. and just really like giving the benefit of the doubt yeah where you can Mm-hmm. but where you can do it sincerely and honestly. <laughs> My problem is I'll have a dream about something. Okay. And I will. <laughs> Delusion. <laughs> yes. I'll have a dream about something and that will then filter my reality. Okay. That happened this week. He doesn't even know it yet. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> Should we let him in? Do you want to give a phone a friend? <laughs> like, hey, honey. But, you know, I realized, I was like, why do I feel this like weird Like, I feel less connected than I did like three days ago. And I'm like, oh, because I had this dream I never told him about. And it's like affecting how you see it, how I see things, Mm -hmm. you know, and like just being aware of what the things are that affect your filters when you look at the person you love and where it's coming from is a game changer. You're like, okay. And sometimes, sometimes that's cutting out toxic friendships Yes. That have certain filters of your person. Yes. And that's where I think like when the bottom fell out for me last year, I I just had come off of five deaths in 11 months and one of them was my dad. And I felt like I just felt so lonely and I felt like I started to get into a pattern of like and it wasn't it was just survival really. But I came from a family of all conflict, no resolution. Preston comes from a family of only resolution, no conflict. Literally, his mom has been quoted to say, I don't do conflict. I'm not sure how one does that. Interested to know. My spicy side is very interested to know. Um, So the wildly avoidant stuff is where it gets under my skin. Mm -hmm. And so then I think a lot of times I carry like that layer. I saran wrap any situation that him and I are having with that layer Mm. of like... I'm not really seeing it for maybe what it is or the heart that he is now or that he's changing or trying. I'm like, well, there's, you know, like I just am a little feisty Mm -hmm. and see what I want to see, which is just human. Yeah. I mean, really. So have you done the how do I love you? How do you love me? Because I haven't. I I put it on the table. (laughs) I was like, hey, maybe this. I'm like, I could see myself doing this and this being really helpful. And then I haven't. But I will tell you something happened also in that same group. I think it was the same group where Lori Loki spoke about her recently past husband, Bill. And I asked Lori to share times when Bill didn't nail it. Yeah. Because I just, I think sometimes Hollywood and Nicholas Sparks have really done a number on me. (laughs) I'm going to be really honest with you, Kaylee. Like, I think I have this, like, I'm so hopeless romantic. Yeah. I just want the serendipitous glove on the ice rink moment. You know, like, I just, I don't know why I still believe in it enough mm-hmm. which is crazy but you have it too I do have it but but when you have it in real life you see the hard things and there are hard things in those movies let it be known yeah they never show you what happens <laughs> years after right. the ice rink or right. postpartum after the ice rink but right. I do like I just I really think like for me I've just been trying to like Go give him the benefit, like lean into him, give give him a little vulnerability. I have this. I did a podcast once um, and I talked about a very it was just a very vulnerable one where I talked about how sometimes I'm a bag of razor blades Mm. and then I'm asking to be hugged. (laughs) And I think to myself, how would my sweet husband even approach 
hugging a bag of razor blades. Like, it's got to be a little, like, he wants to. He likes me, but then he's yeah. like, this is going to hurt. I don't know what I'm going up against. And so I'm just trying to be a little more vulnerable, lean in a little bit more. Like, maybe I touch him first. It was when Lori told me that Bill didn't nail it. And I thought, well, if Bill, Loki, this this is their, by the way, like a husband-wife mm-hmm. therapy team that run intensives for couples. So I would think of anyone that is like nailing it. It's a them. healthy marriage, yeah. you know, full of communication and connection. It would be Bill and Lori. And when she told me the Bill wasn't always nailing it, I was like, okay, if Bill's not nailing it, yeah, this is this is what I need to know. Yeah. And she said the same thing, what you just said, of how she still had to communicate, this mm-hmm. is what I need from you, because they're not great mind readers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's where I, and I know this information. I know we all know it, but we, we need all, good reminding. And I was like, I need to just tell them I had this stupid dream that is like so irrelevant. It really, truly is. Poor but Russell's it just made me again. sad. <laughs> yeah. It just made me sad. Did it identify, like, is there parts of it that make you sad because it feels like it hits close to something that is reality. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I it was. I think it was a protective dream mm-hmm. of like, hey, we need to sit down and have this conversation about things to protect us in the future. And what it was, honestly, was a dream that um, he held some other girl's hand, and there was a picture of it, like the Justin Timberlake situation. Okay, and which can I just say is probably is that true? That would be your biggest fear. Looking oh, like yeah. a fool. Oh, 100%. Is like... Well, in my my past, like my first love cheated on me. And so when he, when Russell told me he liked me, I was like, absolutely not. Like this is like the most quintessential unfaithful career. Oh. Like, no. Like I have no interest in... I'm like, I, I at that point I was in love with him. I didn't know it. But I was like, you're going to be amazing someday. I want no part of this. Yeah, I hope your wife appreciates you, Russell. Yeah. And and he, it was, this was a notebook moment. We'll give it to him. Okay. he said. Hand it over. Because we were friends through all of that. Yeah. And he said, I can't tell you, you can trust me. I'm just going to have to show you. And what I really think that dream means is I really don't ever think, I trust him so blindly and because he is trustworthy, not because I'm delusional in that sense. <laughs> no, space. right, right. He is a trustworthy he guy. Is, I mean, he'll tell me if if someone hugs him weird. You know what I mean? Like he is the sweetest. He just really is the Wrestle sweetest. on a mission trip. But I think it was a dream of protection of even appearances. The You have to like be above reproach to even the appearance of sin. We just talked about this, Sarah and, Bryce and I did. And I know, I know that's what the dream is about. And I know that's just a conversation we have to have that we just haven't had yet. Well, it's festival season. Yeah. Yeah. And that is where things start to get a little murky, I mm-hmm. feel like, in our world is the like the visiting of the campsites. And <laughs> I mean, I watched my husband on Instagram line dancing with a barn full of women, like a barn. <laughs> A whole herd of women were out there, and and I don't, I couldn't even pinpoint uh, I, even what any of them looked like. Yeah. But I thought, now what would happen if I was boot scooting around <laughs> in a barn full of men in cowboy hats? You know, but like festival season lends yeah. itself to a certain lens too, mm-hmm. where everyone's. I mean, we have fun husbands. Yes, they're charismatic. Oh. Yes, they're amazing. Yeah. They're charming. But Sarah and I just talked about this too because it was like you know you've got. Your husband's out at a campsite, and they're they're just fun, and they're li- yeah. and how things are edited and perceived is all something, and right. that doesn't feel protective of our world, mm-hmm. the world that like the habitats and the yeah. safe places. Like I know he didn't he didn't do anything. Like you can't even be upset. It was a dream, you know. But I know it means we need to have a conversation. Yeah. Um, and going into this, I'm gonna have a baby. I'm not gonna be on this next tour, and. You know, just all of those emotions are hard for me, you know, and that has been hard this season. Yeah. Like I'm going to I just I actually enjoy it and I love it. And I've been there for all of it. And I want to see him like we were out. I want to see him. Preston was out. um, Lokash was out with Kane Brown. And so I've missed like a big freaking show. I know for us. That's huge. We're arenas, you know, and I just didn't get to, I went to one and it was Bridgestone. (laughs) It was our backyard. It's like, I feel, I don't know. I'm with you. And it's it's, hard to miss. It's hard to miss because we also are doing what we're doing at home so Mm -hmm. they can do these things and we can have those moments where we watch 
our people do what they are meant to do mm-hmm. and be reminded of why we do what we do. Yep. And I just needed a little bit of that, a dose of that. Yep. And so Bridgestone it was, <laughs> Yeah. but it was brief. Hey friends, here for another break while I share with you one of our super exciting sponsors, Element. Element is the electrolyte drink mix here to make you feel your absolute best. Element is all about giving you what you need and none of what you don't. That means loads of salt with absolutely no sugar. It's a science-backed electrolyte powerhouse with a precise ratio of sodium, potassium, and magnesium. But it's not just what's inside, it's what's not. Element has no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, and no fillers. Just pure, effective electrolytes. Electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. I have been taking Element for a few months now. A friend of mine recommended it, especially as a pregnant person, and keeping it part of my postpartum recovery. I have been obsessed with it. So when they wanted to partner with the podcast, I was so excited. I've noticed such a difference in my hydration, my cramps, my headaches, all the things that I was getting from pregnancy. Not only is Element the best hydration, but they also have so many flavors. My personal favorite is the watermelon salt. I'm a savory girl, so all these salty flavors are right up my alley. Right now, Element is offering a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash coffee. This deal is only available through my link, so you must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash coffee. Element offers no question asked refunds, so it's totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and they'll give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. Hi, friends. We're back with another fun sponsor that I really think all my gals and guys will enjoy. It's called Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is your style partner, and they've got this down to a science. Take a quick style quiz, and they'll send five items tailored just for you. Sizes from extra small to 3XL ensure a perfect fit. Try everything at home, keep what you love, and return the rest for free. No more dressing room drama or terrible lighting. (laughs) With over a 1,000 brands and styles, Stitch Fix covers all seasons of life. Order a refresh when you want or set up regular deliveries. You get to decide. And here's the magic. Over time, Stitch Fix's experts fine-tune your style. It's just like having a personal stylist who gets you. I personally have events all the time where I need curated, specialized looks, or sometimes I just need help with new variety in my wardrobe. Stitch Fix is the perfect fit for moments like this. Stitch Fix just gets me, and they're going to get you too. So try at stitchfix.com slash CWK, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash CWK. Stitchfix.com slash CWK. He's just like an angel man, you know? Like, did I tell you he stopped drinking when we got pregnant? Did I, tell I you love that? him so much. <laughs> Little angel. Russell for president. I, mean, I told him, I was like, bro, you can you can have drinks again. You know, he did. But the first three months, he was like, no, you're, you can't have any. He's like, I'll see how, I'll do all nine months. I was like, you really don't have to do yeah, that. Yeah, but you have to do festivals, <laughs> Russell. I got to tell you. I did. I did. You a, might need a little tequila in that soda wine. I do take, I did miss the wine. Like I do yeah. with Jana, we go out yes. and we do the podcast on stage and it's really super fun. But I am so used to having just like a sip of Caymus. Yeah. To take the edge off, <laughs> yeah. just round the edges. Totally. And doing that pregnant was interesting. Yeah. And just the fear of misspeaking in a cancel culture. I mean, what a yeah. time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to have a microphone in your face. But I said, my, ta- my, ta- my tagline for this podcast if, is if you want a hot topic, you can go to the mall because. Oh, I love you. It is. This is not the place. And I, I just, a lot of people, like I did a Q&A, like what are some of the things you want to hear about? Yeah. And one of them was like, how do you stay out of the, and you do the same thing. So I'll ask you the same question. Oh boy. But no, it's a, how do you stay out of like the drama or the, hmm. all of that that goes on in our world. And for me, I'm like, I believe publicly we get to be divisive about one thing. Like if you go around waving a sword at every single topic, people are just, either not going to take you seriously, don't really care, you're going to offend someone. Right. And I'm like, I'm not going to talk about 
these divisive things because I'm going to talk about Jesus. Oh, my girl. <laughs> and my that girl. is, I think we get to be divisive about one thing. I like that. And that is going to be my thing because that's, in my opinion, and what I believe to be truth, the only thing that's actually going to save us. It's not a president. It's not a belief system in how society should run. It's not. No. It is there's one person who can save us. And that is where I stand. That it's like no matter what environment you're in, that's that's the due north. That is the compass. And that is where I live. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have time to get caught in these other weeds. And if you think about it, Jesus didn't actually get political. No. No. And he actually he called out the religious and didn't get political. And I'm like, I'm just I'm gonna let him do in the calling out because I don't feel qualified to call people out. I'm just, just going to love them. That's it. And I also, I I did talk about this at one point too, truth over volume. Mm. I just think that matters. It's a very noisy world. Yeah, There's a lot of people talking about a lot of things that quite honestly, they're not qualified to even address. No, I'm not qualified to address much of what's happening. Yeah, And I also have always taken this stance that, and this may be naive to some people, but I have spent my whole life I grew up in a very tumultuous upbringing. It was drug addiction and alcoholism, and it was loud all the time and unpredictable. And so I have always adopted this. I could lean into that. I could make that be. I just I refuse to. Mm. And so it's for me a cycle breaking and from me forward mentality. So will there be those things in my future of my family? Maybe. But there will be there will be a real head-on confrontation about those things. Like a willingness to talk about things, I think, yeah. is the difference. So my mentality has always been in these situations and having a million opinions about everything is like I would rather I would rather talk about what I'm for than what I'm against. Come on. Yeah. Like I would rather spend my energy pouring into the light, not ignoring the darkness. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know, but it gets enough credit and noise and volume as it is, right? So we so need more good. coffees with Kaylee. <laughs> well, no, I, I feel the same way. I'm like, discretion is wisdom, right? Like a kid says what they think at all times at the top of their lungs without thinking about how it Publicly in a grocery store. Anyone else. <laughs> I've been like, there. Like, mommy, look at that man. He's pregnant. He has yeah. a baby in his belly too. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He <laughs> no. just needs to go to the gym, you know, yeah. like mommy. No judgment here, <laughs> you know. But I think it is, there's wisdom in discretion and being quiet when everyone else is being loud. And I, I had this conversation with someone close to me um, I think what makes me the saddest is watching it affect families. Yes. When politics comes between families is and when it, it rips my heart out. And I'm talking to someone. I'm like, you're dealing with a 70-year-old man. He is not going to change how he votes right now. And when you lose that person, which inevitably we will, mm -hmm. you will never look back and be like, man, I wish I had more conversations about politics no and I think that's why you know the conversation is always like don't talk about religion and politics at the dinner table I'm like because religion can't re the difference is I actually fully engage in religion conversations no surprise to anybody no because because though at the end of their life I will regret right if I didn't have that conversation let me tell you about my Jesus yes I will not regret not talking about who they voted for why they're voting for what they're voting for our job is love our neighbor. That's it. And love your families. That's it. It's funny. So, okay, so this is not a shameless plug, but I'm telling you why I did this. So I have a podcast. <laughs> yes. It's called In Kristen We Brust. Which is we the best podcast name on the planet. I was already going to plug it, but you beat me Well, to it. no, because I was going to say that if I named it In God We Trust, how many people would be turned away? Right. They would think it's something before they even plugged in. Yeah. Right? So I got an Amazon bed sheet and I held Love's little fancy Nancy crown <laughs> and this measuring cup my grandma gave me and I did a photo shoot like a Statue it's of so Liberty. so And... I call it sneaky Jesus because yeah. I would rather be – I didn't grow up in a religious household. My grandmother was everything to me, just the most magic human. She was always – she was the only person my dad was scared of 
at like 100 pounds soaking wet, which <laughs> never was lost on me. And her and I just always had the best old lady talks. We both were cardigans. We both were cold. We both liked tea. Like we just, we both played Rummy Cube, you know, yes, like she's rum- my person. <gasps> that needs to be our next double date. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I love Rummy Cube. I dominate. Let's do it. <laughs> not competitive. I, I promise. We're not competitive. No, it's I'm fine. really not. So I remember that like the Jesus thing started with me by sitting in church with her the few times I would get to go. And there was just something stoic and calm about her demeanor when she sat in the pew. Very Catholic. Mm. I was so confused. I didn't know when to stand, sit, kneel, whatever. Yeah. I knew it's I couldn't get communion. She made me sit down yep, alone yep. in a pew because <laughs> yeah. I was not. I was not. I yeah. couldn't. Yeah. I was not allowed. But I remember this. Even in all the chaos that surrounded her and the swirling of her four kids and everyone and their agendas and she was always so calm and I didn't realize until I got a little older that it was because she knew Jesus. She just got it. And so I always was attracted, not because she preached to me or told me what to think. or I just would observe her calm being in a Bible. I would observe how she felt and her demeanor after church, how she got dressed up to go to church, like mm. the way she wore her little brooches, which is why I wear a million pins on my she just mattered. But yeah. it was all this really love like Jesus absorption instead of like fire and brimstone down my throat preaching, which works for some people. But no, for I don't me, know that it does. I don't know. I'm just trying to give them the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. I don't know that that approach I'm just works. trying to WWJD that. But <laughs> I just feel like if you can just be a cozy person, people are more attracted to. Mm-hmm. Like loving like that is what we're supposed to, connecting is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Not leaving anybody left behind, not letting moms who miscarried feel alone, talking about the hard mm-hmm. stuff without throwing people under the bus. I mean, it's hard for me to talk about the way I grew up because I still have very much a mom who doesn't identify that that's the way I grew up. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to throw people under the bus, but everyone's on their own journey. And also I have to own that there is things that are my experience that, matter and made me who I am. And when I talk about those things, I get flooded with good messages of people saying, I, me too, and I needed to hear that. Mm -hmm. And there's so much pretending and pretending gets us nowhere. Right. It's not connecting us. If we're all a picture perfect curated (laughs) life, where's the reality? Yeah, I can't. And I can't do that. I mean, I'm literally on my last lash. Do you see it? (laughs) It looks great. <laughs> I mean, I went in. I went all in on lash extensions for a year. And I, this morning, started to write something about being on your last lash. Here I am. I'm not I, winking at you, we're, Kaylee. We're, this will be a shameless plug for uh, Falscara, if you've never done it before. No. Th- that is what is on my eyes right now because okay. I normally get them done. Yeah, they're beautiful But right I now. couldn't, it just, just nope. it's not in the cards, you know? And it, they sell it at CVS. Okay. I don't, it's less. I hope you get sponsored. No. They look great. <laughs> I'm not. If you just like put, it's you put like a mascara on. It's like a, a bond. And then you put these little, there's only like three segments per eye. Okay. So you're not dealing with the whole big thing. I can't do it. And I do the little short ones. Okay. And I just go, three of them. And Did then you s- seal them. And they last for like multiple days. Okay, great. And then you can remove them. Yeah, this has been, this lash is hanging on for about seven weeks. It's just one. And I don't want to pull him because he's connected to something real. Yeah, yeah, don't pull it. Don't so pull he's it. just hanging you on. Me. You but it beautiful. is the pretending, right? Yeah, it's oh, like, it's, I, I can't. literally in church yesterday, I was like, all right, God, like, I'm always like, what is, what's between us? What's like, what's, let's tear it all down. Let's feel close. Let's like, yeah. what am I, I love what that. am I holding between me and you? And he was like, why are you trying to carry it all? Mm. And I was like, I can't. And he was like, I know you can't. And I was like, here you go. <laughs> just like put my hands up quite Good. physically. And I was like, I'm done. I can't. And you shouldn't. No. And But there is such a pressure. I know. In this world, right? And with the lives and people paying attention. And, you know, like even it's so sweet. A girl came up to me in the bathroom at church yesterday. <laughs> I'm like washing my hands. She's like, my friends and I love your podcast. And I was like, oh, wow. Like there's literally nowhere we can go that, Mm-mm. you know, that – you're not being watched or seen. And that can feel daunting. Yeah, but you do have to like always kind of operate through this lens. Like even when I was in the hospital delivering, I mean, I didn't, we're, I would say like we're not at like an Aldine level. We're not superstars. I mean, to me, they are and they've done amazing big things. superstars to me. Yes, but. But people know who y'all are. Yeah, Yeah. and most of the time I think they're more recognizable when they're together Mm -hmm. because they're a duo. 
um, I always think people think Preston's somebody because he's just got the swagger about yeah, him and the way he, he dresses, you know? He's got the star quality. It was cute. So we're delivering. So we're in the <laughs> hospital. And finally, this nurse goes, I just want you guys to know I love you. And um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, thanks, girl. And she yeah. was like, um, I love this life. Changed my life. Aww. And I really I love your podcast. And I was like, thanks, girl. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, great. From here on out, I better mind my P's and Q's as we're epiduraling. And, you know, like, right, right. Because you're in this like human moment. But here us like it is so sweet. And I'm so glad she said something. It means the honestly that her giving me that encouragement when I've been like tired and maybe overwhelmed yes. with being pregnant and doing a podcast and having pregnancy brain, like her saying something actually meant so, so much to me. But there's just a reality to like, you just don't know who's watching. And, and I feel like it, fe- it, it is like claustrophobic a little bit. It's a little suffocating. Uh-huh. And we're not, again, like I'm not dealing with it even at a level that you are. I mean, no. I'm recording Listen. my podcast in my house. Like, hey, this is <laughs> this is the first time and, I'm And not. I'm putting it out on my, <laughs> there's no network. I'm just putting it out. But I also love that it's like when people will say, like, I, I listen to this and it ma- it just matters. That's yeah. what we're doing it for. Yeah. It really does. Just the connecting mm-hmm. and the saying it. And I need people to say that because there's times where I'm like, I'm just a mom at home. What am I even doing? You know, but that's not true. There and, and just a mom at home. That's like one of the hardest jobs on the planet. There is no oh, time. Don't we off. know it. There's no clocking out. No, especially right now. Little lion sunrises. Oh. We are up at. 4.30. I honestly thought about it because I was awake, obviously, with you. And I was like, I should just text her because she's got to be awake right now. I'm always awake. Text me. I know. I was like, why am I? We should just send each other middle of the night encouragement. <laughs> we should. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I just hope, I my hope and prayer for most people in the world is they have people like this, like people who ordinarily, like, we don't have to explain what it's like to share our husband. Like, we just get it. Yes. You know, and all of you have something like that. Whether you're a military wife, like I cannot oh, my heroes. Fathom, my heroes. Or military husband and your wife's out there. Like I mean, I don't wake up wondering if my husband's coming home. No. You know, like I and there he's not gone for months on end and I mean, talk about the real deal heroes of our world. Like how y'all do it, I have no idea, but you need each other. And have to village. You have to village. And and there is just this toxic thing that we all grew up with that like girls are against each other or they're competitive or whatever. And just call it out. Be kind to someone and just tear those walls down. Because I am so obsessed with our gender as a whole. <laughs> yeah. I am such an advocate. We are the coziest people to yes. me. And I will say like I've had some I, – I had a little baggage coming into – you know, divorce can leave you feeling a certain way. And so when I went through the divorce, I felt like that's it. I'm just going to adopt a baby on my own someday, pour myself into my career. Then I meet Preston Bruss and the world goes away. And here we are and we're in the piano room and it's butterflies. Mm-hmm. And we're just he, – he said when we met that I was a butterfly caught in a net and someone put me in a jar. And that a lid was no way for me to live under a lid. Okay, and, Nicholas Sparks just I know. teeing you up. Oh, my word. Well, let's fast forward nine years. (laughs) But it is like, you know, I just I feel like we're just meant to like village and be we're just supposed to like lean in to each other. And we get so caught up in our own little worlds and we get private and tiny because it's just safer and quieter. Mm. And I, I hated this feeling I had towards men when I met him because I thought, well, I just don't. I just don't like your gender. I mean, I've just never had a great experience with you guys. Like, And so yeah. now I have my work right now in therapy, if I'm just going to out myself, which is wild, Love it. wildly personal, but it's Coffee with Kaylee. Yeah. Tell us is, all the things. I am raising a son and I have to raise a man. Mm-hmm. And that comes with its own sense of responsibility and its own sense of vulnerability and also clarity because I see – how different he's made out of the gate. Just he is who he is, and he is different than my daughter in so many ways, just because they're individuals, but also just because of the way God made them. Yeah. So different. I mean, yeah. he's so black and white. When he loves me, he's just all in. It's not, I don't have to, 
I'm not trying to figure anything out. It's just a kiss on the lips and you're pretty mama. And I'm like, okay. And there it is, you know, <laughs> so sweet. it's sweet. So I'm trying to take that lens of growing a son and raising a son. I told my therapist, I was like, here's some good news. I love Jesus and I believe he's a man. <laughs> yeah. And I have a son who I love and he is going to be a good man. And I mm-hmm. said, so somewhere in there, it's very tangled. And I just need to start like untangling because I mm-hmm. think I kind of throw them all in a bucket mm. sometimes. And that's really unfair and a little bit embarrassing to even say out loud. But no, it's real. Yeah. I just it's it's just not every individual is an individual. Yeah. And I think people can do that on either side. Yeah. You know, for me, I had five brothers who I thought hung the moon. Sure. So when I dated, I was like, I honestly, <laughs> my my brothers are amazing, but my standards needed to be a little higher because I almost gave too much grace. I'm like, well, I get that because I lived with a bunch of boys. Okay. And I'm impossible. My dad was like, if they even make it to meet me, yeah. then great. They're yeah, probably- I was a little too, a little too, I'm like, okay, well, I can work with that. Or, and if you're ever <laughs> saying I can work with that. <laughs> That is a, that's a telltale sign. <laughs> we need to raise the bar. Right. But I, I've said multiple times on here, like when I changed it to who do I want to raise my kids, mm-hmm. it changed everything for me. Yeah. And who do you fall into if you don't want kids? Right. Who do you but lean into in times of crisis? But even if you don't want crisis? kids, it can still happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like sure I can. think that's the, that is like a bar yeah. that no matter what, it can happen. That can happen. Or, you know, Mm. you may not want kids, but then all of a sudden what happens when God is like, I want you to foster and I want you to adopt this kid. Right. You know, like that's never like, in my opinion, I don't feel like that's ever totally off the table. Yeah. And it's important to talk about for sure. Like we have people in our family and friends who were like, we don't want kids. And I'm like, that's great. But make sure that's not your entire identity as a couple. Sure. Because that could change for one of you at some point. And then what do you do? Well, we, I mean, we've experienced that even in our marriage. Mm, yeah. We were done. We had a boy and a girl and right. we're done. I also just is like, how does someone show up in times of crisis and celebration matters, but how do they show up in times where it's not crisis and celebration? Mm. Like Preston is very strong in crisis and celebration. And so that has been the road. I feel like I'm strong in both as well, but yeah. I also just think every day isn't just a day. Like there's so much life. And I think the grief, I mean, five people in 11 months is like being, it's just, you just get taken out. It's like an old Western where you're trying yeah. to stand up and dust yourself off and you get knocked out again, you know? And my perspective and has changed. And one of them being your dad is, yeah, that's enough for anyone. Sure. Not, not let alone compiled. Yeah. I do think though, the concentration of it and it being all the people I would go to parentally kind of. Yeah. Like, it was some of my most important people that have showed up for me as parents, Mm -hmm. as honest people. Like, my Dallas mom, I call her Pam, who was such a mom to me through miscarriage. And I mean, she walked everything with me. Yeah. And she told me that marriage isn't always perfect. And she was on her third husband. And she laughed about it. And they loved each other. And they fought. And, you know, and he messed up. And she did, too. And it was just the honesty of that. Because I'd never heard a married person be really honest about Mm. that. That was still married. Right. You know, it was always like, well, he did this and then I left. And and sometimes you don't need to leave. Yeah. Sometimes there's just fighting for someone and seeing them as a broken child and mm-hmm. wanting to help them be a better person mm-hmm. and give them the grace, you know. And but I think having all five at so close together was like what makes me have to go, okay, like I've got to sit with it because dealing with one is tough maybe manageable, even though it's not. But five, it's like, okay, God's really trying to send me a message yeah. here. So what do I need to learn from this? And what did you learn from it? An absolute reset. Mm. I mean, I just do not do things that don't are not meaningful, mm-hmm. that don't have good intention or integrity. It. I just won't miss a minute. I'm not going to be, I don't want empty conversations. I don't want meaningless books. I still will watch Sex in the City reruns. <laughs> but I feel like a real life Carrie Bradshaw. Oh, I just live for her. <laughs> um, but if it doesn't bring you joy or spark creativity, if it's not benef- I mean, the world is not rainbows, but we just spend so much time. I don't scroll on Instagram. I mm. post and roll, not post and scroll. I love to interact with the people. 
that write to me, but I am not a slave to it. Notifications are turned off now. Like, oh, yeah. I just feel like we have gotten so slippery into this super noisy. I say that word all the time, but it's so distracting. And when you can hear your own heartbeat or hear the birds, that's like mm-hmm. where you're supposed to live. Yeah. The simple like I, I listen to my kids heartbeats every day. I feel like it's one of the most resetting things. I mean, there's a rhythm only God gives you, and that's your heartbeat. And it's not the same of anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so if you can sit in a bathtub, I call it soaking prayer. And it's my rev run moments, but it's reflective because I get to hear myself and my hear myself think or not think. And I just won't, I can't, I can't participate anymore in nonsense. Mm -hmm. And if it does not feel good, I'm I'm not. I, it's been hard to do superficial things since those losses. Yeah, and and I can't not connect. I don't want to not speak truth. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to preach to anyone. I just want everyone to live a really good life mm-hmm. and really enjoy their people and hug too much. You know, Bob Saget was one of those five, and yeah. we were friends with him. Such a special human. Such a special human. And he told people he loved them all the time. And I, right up until Bob died, I had been questioning myself. Like, do I say it too much? You know, because some mm-hmm. people have this theory, you shouldn't say it at all. Like, no. not to your husband or what? whatever. But like, there's, Who are those people? There's people those that are not think, my people. I know, clearly, <laughs> as I sit in your lap and share a microphone. But like, they do, like, people are like, oh, you know, if you misuse it or it dilutes it. And I just don't because I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it, you right. know. And he said, I love you way too much. And when he passed, I thought, well, then there I go. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to love people excessively. Yeah. And that's how we keep bobbing on. <laughs> bobbing on. You know. And that is what I love about you. I love you. I'm so thankful I get to be loved by you. Oh, you are friend. one of my favorite people on the planet. No, it's so mutual. That I didn't make or make out with. <laughs> Like truly, I'm like Kaylee Dickerson. No, none of those things I mean, like it's hard for me to love anyone as much as I love the people in my house, and you are close. I mean, it is so you're mutual. The, you're the tear right underneath the people that live inside of my walls. It is the most. I literally can't even express how mutual it is. You're you're just so good at putting. I could hear you talk about literally anything for hours, like your perspective on heartbeats, even like when we were going through our miscarriage or mm. just every everything that you say. Like, I can't encourage y'all enough to go listen to her podcast. I She's also you. on Jana Kramer's podcast. I am wind down. The wind down podcast. She's just a pro. She's over here just speaking as she should because everything she says is so wonderful. And I'm so glad my people got to fall in love with you today. Thanks for lending me to your people. I love your people. They're wonderful people. I know they are. They're amazing people. How wonderful and amazing is she? There's only one Kristen Brust in the world, and I am so glad that she is my friend. Next week, we have my girl, Janice Gaines. We have been friends for over a decade, and she is so wise, you guys, so wise. I am constantly learning from her and her husband, and I am so thrilled that y'all get to too. So we'll talk to you next week.